Welcome to Pablo Torre Finds Out. I am Pablo Torre, and today we're going to find out what this sound is. People are like places like, man, that show Atlanta sucks. You know, like, <laughs> like I got to sit around long enough to like see the full like spectrum of it. We're like, man, who wrote this stupid episode? I'm like, man, that was, I didn't feel that long ago. I was at a Golden Globe party dancing to Bad and Bougie, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> right after this ad. You're listening to DraftKings Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What are you allowed to talk about when it comes to your actual profession right now? <laughs> the one you are currently on strike from. I think everything is fine as long as I'm, like, As not. long as, so I can say, like, Steve, congrats on you and Donald doing this new Lando show, which I read about. Oh, boy, you shouldn't have said that. But that's, that's, that's <laughs> literally, that's the extent of what you can say, is that. <laughs> All right, so that is the voice, the, the already regretful voice of my friend Stephen Glover, the genius screenwriter and rapper and producer, the guy who may be best known as the head story editor of Atlanta, the TV show which won pretty much every award in Hollywood and uh, is also one of my absolute favorite shows of all time. Steve and his brother Donald are now making a widely reported and super highly anticipated new Star Wars show, a, a Lando Calrissian show for Disney Plus. Or at least I thought they were until now. No, yeah, I mean, I could pretty much be like, yeah, you know, we're we're doing a, it's, it's not even should, a should show. We, should, we, should we bleep it? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, like, the nerds will figure it out anyway. Great, like, great. they'll read my lips or something. But wait, so. you said it's it's not even a show? And no, the idea right now is to do a movie. You mm. know, but, uh, like, that's the thing. Like, right now, because of the strike, it's kind of like telephone. All the information, <laughs> like, wait, coming so I can out. be an information broker? Yes. Between you and the Walt Disney Company? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, they're doing a movie. You gotta, Bob, you gotta pretend like you movie. just got a text. You know, like, <laughs> I'm hearing. My sources are telling me. Did you ever play a game, uh, and I hesitate to call it a game, <laughs> but in high school... Uh, we played the pass out game. <laughs> this sounds like something on a dateline. It was definitely so some things that like some <laughs> some white kids at school were like, hey, check this out. And you would like stand there like, up against the wall and you'd cross your arms like this, um, like hand over shoulder crisscrossed. And they would like press up and under your like rib cage <laughs> until like you lost consciousness. 
I, see, and you would pop back in like 15 seconds later, and people would be like, "Yo, I, I, that 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 was like <laughs> that was like being inside of like even... Mortal Kombat or like it was like a Mario Kart level." <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even know you could do this. I'm about to go home and play the pass out game right now. So I should say that I never played it. <laughs> but I was in the room socially <laughs> watching. And I was like, this doesn't feel like a thing that my mom... I couldn't even lie to her about this. <laughs> I always kind of wanted to, like, faint. Just because I wanted to know what it was like or what was happening. But, like, yeah, I remember, like, I... Like, I played football, and there was, like, a kid who, like, like, an offensive lineman. He's, like, really big. And I remember we were, like, taking, like, the photos, and we're, like, all standing. Like a team photo. Yeah, yeah, like a team photo, and we're, like, all standing on, like, these little makeshift, like, you know, bleacher things they set up or whatever. The offensive linemen are, like, in the back because they're the biggest. They're, like, on the top thing. We're, like, getting ready to take it. And also, you're just here, wow! Like this, like giant off his life, just tumbling forward over on everybody, and everybody's like, what, "What's going on?" He like passed out, and then the coach is like, "I told you guys, stop locking your knees. Like, <laughs> don't lock your knees." I'm like, "Lock your knees." I'm like, "That's all it takes." I'm like, "I lock my knees all the time." So I want to just set up a little bit about uh, the fact that I think I I was trying to do the math on this. I think I first encountered you and or Donald, and or Ibra, and or Swank, like 10 years ago now, like 2013, which is yeah. wild. <laughs> I don't think I've ever asked you a single question about what it was like to play high school football. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly forgot until you just reminded me about that now. Nah, it's a part of my life I'm trying to, like, forget. I've been, like, running away from... <laughs> no, um, I mean, high school football... What, what was the scouting report on Stephen Glover? <laughs> What position did you play? I don't know any of these answers, honestly. I totally— I played, I played running back. I was—I played shit. running back. So me getting to see the devaluing of the running back position personally That's right. affects me. <laughs> <laughs> at, what point, at what point were you like, oh, I'm not going to be doing this in college? Man, I I didn't play a whole lot. Like, I didn't have, like— I'm shocked to hear that. <laughs> I didn't—I wasn't, like— Highly recruited, Pablo. So, but at what point did you? Uh, <laughs> at what point did you resolve in yourself, like, oh, this is like a thing that's this. This is where this ends for me. Uh, man, it's funny. I remember. <laughs> so How quickly is, did you get disabused of this idea? <laughs> there's a there's a funny story, man. My like everybody who played football remembers this speech because it was hilarious at the time. <laughs> it was we had a coach, and my eleventh grade year. It, we found out, like, at the end, it was going to be his last year coaching there. So, like, but it's, like, the last game, like, right before. And he gives us, like, this speech. He's like, you know, like, we're all, like, huddled together. He's like, you know, you want to, like, take this time. Like, this is, like, a special time right here. Like, this is, you know, remember this moment. Like, look at the guys, like, around you. Because, like, some of you, know, some of you, this will be the last time you ever play football. Like, this will be the last time... You ever touch a football field, like, kind of thing? He's like, hmm, that's, like, kind of insightful. He's like, you know, a couple of years from now, like, some of you will be in jail. Some of you will be dead. Like, so, <laughs> like really, He's like, morbid. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> like, yeah, like, some of you, you know, you're going to have problems with your wife. 
kids. Like you like one point six of you will be involved in a heavy machinery accident. <laughs> Some of you are just gonna you're not gonna make it home from this game. Like statistically, at least one of you is dying in a car crash. And we're all just like looking at each other like like, wow, I mean, I guess. Like, I thought this was a, a celebration, but now it's like... Getting increasingly specific. <laughs> kind of like an evil fortune teller. Yeah, no. But what was funny, too, is he was right. It's like, <laughs> that's why I can't be mad at him, because I'm like, man, he he was trying to tell us the truth. And I, and I think when I thought about that, it's not like basketball where it's like, you go to, like, the pickup game, and there's, like, an 80-year-old right. man, like, shooting three-pointers... Like, football, once it's over, like, there's no, like, pickup football game. There's no recreational football <laughs> yeah, over not, a certain age. You're never going to put on a butt pad again. That's, that's it. So, Atlanta, like, for me to provide context for the listener on, like, you, <laughs> I almost need to, like, say stuff like, you are the real-life inspiration for Paperboy. And I don't know if people really appreciate that. And no, they, they don't. They don't appreciate it enough. I, I am the real Paperboy. Okay, so I should just do a crude summary here, I think. For anybody who has never seen Atlanta, which is a shame, because the show ostensibly is about a rapper named Paperboy, who is played by Brian Tyree Henry, and his manager-slash-cousin, Earn, who is played by Donald, and... It speaks to, I mean, truly, like, so many different things. It speaks to viral video culture and magical realism and race in America. Um, and anyway, I, I'm writing a f***ing think piece at this point about my friend's TV show. Anyway, know that it's ostensibly about music. In reality, hijinks ensue. I do do all of but the songs. But you're the closest. So, A, you're the actual <laughs> voice. You're, like, on those songs. Yeah, I do all the tracks. That, that's me. Like You're the rapping, rapping for Brian Tyree Henry. <laughs> yeah. You're his ghost rapper. <laughs> I am, I'm the ghost rapper for Paperboy. Paperboy, Paperboy. Always got that Paperboy. If you ain't on your brand, then you flexing, you say, hey, the boy. Paperboy, Paperboy. Always getting Paperboy. And... You know, because I, I was I grew up in Atlanta and spent like a good part of my formative years out there. Like a lot of the stories are based on stuff that I've seen and like gone through. But also like uh our friend like Swank, you know, who's yes. also a writer. He's yes. from Atlanta and like my it brother. It feels like too. you but you and Swank though, in the lore around <laughs> you guys, as I've gotten to know you, it's like the shit that is the most absurd that is in the show seems to be inspired by like you and or Swank's actual real-life adventures. <laughs> no, very, very much so. Very <laughs> true. What's, what's an example, just so I can express this, like, accurately? What's an example of an episode that is, in fact, inspired by something that happened to you guys that <laughs> seems like it happened to nobody because it's ri ridiculous? <laughs> the second episode of Atlanta where, uh, you know, uh, Earn's in jail and Paperboy gets out of jail... Like, that was, like, me and Swank, you know, like, we... we in jail. Had, yeah, we went to jail when we were, like, Your coach in college. Was right. I know. I, that's exactly <laughs> when I knew. I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, I'm never playing football again, and I'm in jail just like you. <laughs> but... Wait, what were, you, what were you in jail for? So, it was funny. We were shooting a music video. I was just getting ready to, like, move to L.A., but we were shooting a music video. 
And it was it was funny because we were shooting at this like these like artist warehouse things. It was like kind of like private property, but we had this director, <laughs> like this guy. He was like directing us, and he was living there in like the artist thing. So we're like <laughs> we're like shooting in this like car. It's like Friday night, so it's or Saturday night. It's like already like kind of hot out there in like Atlanta. As far as like cops are out, they're looking for like in every sense, literal and figurative. Yeah. It's real hot. <laughs> this block is extraordinarily yeah, they're, they're hot. They're looking for like troublemakers, but we weren't doing anything. We were like we shot this video. We're in the back of this like place. This like these warehouses or whatever, and the kid, so the director is like. I'm going to go inside my house and, like, grab something real quick. So he walks into his, like, house or, like, the little studio thing. We're standing outside. And this, like, cop car just comes around real slow. And, like, <laughs> it's like a lady. She's like, what are you guys doing here? And we're like, oh, we're, like, shooting a music video. You know, we just finished. And then she, like, looks around. She's like, I don't see any cameras. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this isn't going <laughs> to like, I already knew. I was like, this isn't going to go well, right? So, her, her first follow-up question indicated exactly. a lot about the rest of this it's conversation. Like he, she already doesn't believe us. So I'm like, all right, well, uh, yeah, you know, the director, he he has the camera. He just, like, went inside. She's like, uh-huh, like, yeah. And then like, she gets out. The funny part about this is, is the, direct, the dude who was directing the video, he, like, saw this cop car from inside and he, he ran out the other side of the building. He just ran out, got this car, <laughs> and left us. He was like, <laughs> later he was like, yeah, man, I had I got like warrants, you know. So like I once I saw that, like I just and so so it really felt like we were lying. Like we're like we're shooting this video. She's like, where's this director? I'm like, he'll be back any moment. He like never came back. He he ditched us. Like, completely. So, we're there. She's like, she calls for, like, backup, you know. We're like, okay. Like, we're standing there looking in the car. And then there was, like, a gram of, like, weed in the car. And she's like, whose weed is this? And we all, like, looked at each other. She's like, all right, you're all going to jail. <laughs> so, we went to jail. What's also funny about this story, too, is they it was such a small amount of weed, they lost it. On the wait, ride, wait. On, on the ride over to the jail, they lost the weed. the The one piece of evidence you're they saying had the, against uh, us. the chain of custody on this evidence was not especially <laughs> rigorous. It was. It was not the whole. The whole case was botched from the beginning. It was like the OJ trial. Like that's, that's what many say. <laughs> many people say this about your arrest. So the whole thing was just like a kind of like silly <laughs> People experience. were protesting outside <laughs> yeah. for you and Swank over freeways, <laughs> holding like shirts with People your face running after the car, the, the cop cars that we're in. So it was like, yeah, like the whole thing was like very like just farcical and like funny. It all ended up like we just had to, we, we spent like 18 hours in this you know, holding area in, like, jail. And so Wait, that so whole this episode— This is something I do want to find out about, though, briefly, is what's that 18 hours like? Man, it's it's just like the episode. It's terrible. <laughs> you know, there's, like, a Simpsons episode where, like, the school gets, like, those cheap, like, chairs— they have, and they have, like, a hump in them. And, like, none of the kids can get comfortable in the chair. <laughs> constantly yeah, trying to find a groove that doesn't ever arrive. That's how it felt. Like, the chairs in there are, like, super uncomfortable. You're just, like, sitting So my sitting first there. thing I've learned about being in jail from you is that the chairs are suboptimal. Yes. They suck. They're not comfortable at all. The other thing, too, is whenever you go to jail, you will be hungry. 
you will never go on a full stomach, you know? <laughs> like, only my bosses get arrested right after dinner. So, <laughs> as soon as you get there, you're going to be like, damn, I wish I had ate. I wish I had thinly sliced some <laughs> some garlic. Yeah, you know, because— Put the, it on my chicken food, <laughs> The food they had given us, they're like, here's like this bologna sandwich, you know, with that's— was made who knows well, hold how on long though ago. hold on at this point you're sounding a little bit like a snob <laughs> actually <laughs> sorry the jail baloney wasn't up to steve's specifications i personally hate baloney i've always hated baloney so you know i'm like i wish it was turkey you know a turkey sandwich in jail would have been great but yeah, so I am kind of a snob on that. I'm like, <laughs> so okay, chairs and uh, the lunch meat. The lunch is both, terrible, both terrible, and it's a lot of sitting around. And there's there's a joke in the episode where like, <laughs> like you try and like go to sleep, and they're like, you can't sleep in here, and it's like, so what am I supposed to be doing? Saying, I don't know, just stare forward, <laughs> think about your life. <laughs> you know what's the, what's the logic? behind don't sleep is that is that's a rule that's imposed it's probably so that you're not mentally you know there enough to fight back you know that's the first move of mind control is like sleep deprivation they're like let's keep these guys up for the next 18 hours and they'll be easy to mold and you know they'll do whatever we tell them to do kind of thing <laughs> and so the resolution of this 18 hours passes and then what happens at hour 18 or thereabouts well, you get bailed out, and you who go. Bailed, who bailed you out? <laughs> who did bail me out? That was it. Was my friends. Uh, who did who, you ask to bail you out? <laughs> I well, that was the thing. Everybody, my friends, me, uh, Terrence, and Swank, we were shooting the video, so we all got arrested. So we had to call our other friends who weren't there to like bail us out. And it's like you know, it's like college, so it's like trying. So you're to get you're at Georgia Tech at this point. Yeah. So, like, trying to get together, trying to scrape together, like, 200 bucks between your friends is still hard. Everybody's like, I don't know how much. It's <laughs> a lot of it's like, padding of pockets. Yeah, like, like got to, like, get uh. eight people together to get this bail to happen. Like, <laughs> before I end up, like, getting in trouble for changing the story, I'm like, my, my ex-girlfriend bailed me out. That's, mm. that's let, <laughs> let the record show. She's like somewhere like I, I'm the one. Where who- <laughs> where am I in the episode? Is what she's asking right now. She's Van. Van oh, comes oh, at the end. Bales earned out. That's right. And she's mad about it. So right. and she knows she's Van in real life. <laughs> she knows she's Van in that situation. You know, because <laughs> <laughs> Van's character arc does get. <laughs> yeah, she was, she didn't go a to little, Paris little, and, yeah, and beat anybody extreme. up, but. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's important to point out that, like, you go from that <laughs> to, like, being 
a an objectively successful. Res- Do you feel w- highly respected in Hollywood? No. How does it- <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Um, because, like, you guys won Golden Globes. You've been you got WGA awards. You've been nominated for Emmys. I've seen you on red carpets. I've snuck into parties with you after you've won <laughs> things. And it's it's I, I I've gotten the sense that you, it's sort of like you're living a lucid dream, except for some reminders, I guess, that <laughs> you're not in the most inner inner sanctum yet. No, I mean it's funny because it's like. You know, like, especially early on, the success was, like, it was, like, strange because, like, it came so, <laughs> so quick. I it mean, happened. It was, I, I just want to, <laughs> if I could salute myself for just being a great stockholder. Yeah, I mean, you you know how to pick them. <laughs> you, you can tell early oh, like on, this, you're like, this kid's I'm, going I'm a, somewhere. I'm a, I'm a f-ing, yeah, I'm a GM. <laughs> a GM of friends. Hollywood like, this GM. Guy. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> He's a glint in his eye. His motor. He's an unstoppable motor. I've got all the intangibles you look for in a writer, in a TV writer. But wait, you you were saying, though, that, like, it happened immediately, which was how it felt to me watching it. And I was like, holy (laughs) f***. You know, I mean, the the success, like, was was very early on, which which made it, like, crazy. But, I mean, now that we're past that, you know, like, I've gotten to see, like, in the beginning, it's like, wow, Atlanta, it's like the greatest show. And like, it's awesome to like, now I'm like, <laughs> people are like places like, man, that show Atlanta sucks. You know, like, <laughs> like I got to sit around long enough to like see the full like spectrum of it. We're like, man, who wrote this stupid episode? I'm like, man, that was, I didn't feel that long ago. I was at a Golden Globe party dancing to Bad and Bougie, <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't so long ago that you literally introduced Hollywood uh, to the Migos. To the Migos, you know. And now no one cares anymore. Now everybody, I'm like, check out this Ice Spice chick. Everybody's like, shut up. You <laughs> 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 watch comment sections turn. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's. But I mean, like, you know, I I just feel like. But hold on, you're making a <laughs> potentially. You're making a Lando movie, so on some level, like, but but. So explain how it is that both things can be true. Like, how is it that you're doing the shit that, like, is a dream, but also, you know. I, I feel like, you know, there's— Is this a baloney situation? You're like, look. <laughs> well— My suite at the, sh- at, at the Chateau Marmont, they didn't, they didn't fluff my pillow. Well, no, it's like, you know, now, I'm, now I know enough to be like, there are pitfalls to all of this. You know, this, like, when— Episode one of Star Wars came out. People were excited. I remember that. Like kids. Yeah. You know, they were yeah. like, oh, man, it's going to be cool. And then it's like you see Jar Jar Binks and like people were upset. <laughs> you it's know? like, man. Like there's always room for people to be disappointed. In there you. was always room for decades <laughs> later, a series of think pieces. <laughs> exactly. That only now reckon with the racialization of <laughs> the Gungans. <laughs> Are you ready? So, by the way, that's and that's the part where, like, I actually do want to know how you and Donald on some level, like, because you guys are something that I, I, I respect and fear for both of you guys <laughs> is that you, as much as anybody I know, you guys are attuned to the Internet. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, both both in ways that are, like, speaking to the creative sort of, like, fuel that you guys get from it. 
and also like the cynicism around how it works, <laughs> but also that means that your antenna has to be way up for how this can be <laughs> dangerous. No, for sure. I mean, you know, like the just the internet in general. Like, like I said, I've gotten to see the I've gotten to see the love and the hate several times in just different contexts. You know, I got to. What was your favorite <laughs> moment of Steve getting high <laughs> off the internet? <laughs> I won't say this is my favorite moment, but just showing, like, the highs and lows. It's like, you know, in Hollywood, like, especially, it's like you're only as valuable as the last thing you did. And it's like, until you're, like, Martin Scorsese or something, like, everyone is like, this could be the last we ever hear from you. So, like, uh, Swarm, we just did Swarm. Yeah, and yeah, Swarm. Yeah. Didn't have a lot of fanfare, like, going into it, I don't think. I think a lot of people may not even have known it was going to come out at first. But then it, like, came out, and it was, like, a big deal, a big hit. Everybody yes. was watching it. It was crazy. You right, know? inspired by the super fans of Beyonce. <laughs> inspired by the internet, yes. for sure. <laughs> yeah, and the hive, yes. Yeah, and it's, like, uh, that was, like, a, a cool moment to, like, just, like, yeah, it was like, uh, I imagine being DMX, you know, in the 90s. Like, you go outside and you're just hearing your album playing on the streets. It was like everywhere I went, there were people talking about Swarm. It was it was crazy, you know. But it was like, yeah, like, just a reminder, like, oh, okay, like, I, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm not as terrible as everybody thinks I am, you know. Like, maybe we still got something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that that was just like a a good like reminder of like yeah you know, on to the next thing you know and like you don't get too high or too low ever because it's all coming back around. So wait a minute, but I'm I, I what I'm registering from all of this is that like that your experience releasing Swarm and people having it resonate with them on some level made you think to yourself, I want to do something else that has some element of, does it feel like this thing has risk with it? <laughs> well, I mean, everything, everything has risk with it. And, and unless it's like... But like, look, I, Swarm, it's like, I'm going to do a show about what it's like to be a, uh, an unhinged, animalistic Beyonce <laughs> super fan. And then I'm going to do a show or a movie about Star Wars Lando, which obviously Donald <laughs> had, had portrayed Lando before, but, like, the idea of, like, this is going to be our thing, it feels like it's also daring the hive <laughs> that you just <laughs> commemorated well, no, I mean, to then attack you. I think, I think that... Um, this is uh, not me trying to persuade you to not do this, by the way. Uh, uh, I'm fine. just I'm curious. Not, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I've already decided. <laughs> like, this sounds like a dangerous idea, guys. You should have called me first. No, but I think, you know, everything that's worth doing, it has some risk to it, especially when you care about the quality of things. You know, I think that's like a big part of us is like we don't want to do things that are just going to be mediocre or just going to be like, yeah, they came and went or... Like, that was fine enough, you no, know, you guys sort of take thing. swings. Exactly. So there's always going to be some risk. And with something like this, you know, there's going to be people who are going to, who are really going to, like, judge you based Wait, on they, it. When they realize you guys made Lando white, yeah. it's going to be. When they realize that Lando is, <laughs> everything has been run past the DNC first. Before. <laughs> they get the Woke Lando? First. Woke Lando. He, 
That's right. Like none of his, none of the stuff you saw in the other movies is canon. So Critical to- race theory Lando <laughs> is not going to play well on Reddit. <laughs> yeah, no, people are, they're not going to like it. But uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> I think it's just like, yeah, you know, I think a lot of people would probably be worried to do something like this because of the pressure of pissing off these fans, you know? But I think it's like, yeah, you know. You're, I, like, you're, you're like Bane is what you're saying. I, I hear you like rounding <laughs> your way to like being born in the darkness. Exactly. It's like it, I was molded. Exactly. It. This is what I want. This is what I live for. You know, I want, <laughs> I want to, cause, cause that's the other thing too. It's like, it's like Eli Manning. To circle this back to, to football. <laughs> I have no idea how this is like Eli Manning in let me, any way. Let me explain how this is like Eli Manning. <laughs> <laughs> Eli Manning comes into the NFL. He's supposed to go to the Chargers. He's like, nah, I want to go to New York. He comes to New York. He's a, So there's already that hanging over him. Then he comes in. People are like, man, you are nothing like Peyton. You got this look on your face. You, you know, you got this body language we don't like. Everybody's like, man, I don't know that this kid has it, you know? And then it's like he beats the Patriots, you know, on a crazy run with Randy Moss and all. Yes, and now the greatest it's like, team of all time. Exactly. Derp face Peyton Manning. And now I'm sure Eli can walk into any bodega in New York and get a chopped cheese for free. You know, he's the man now. It's like... Most people do Absolutely. not want to step into that into that cauldron of the New York Giants quarterback position with, you know, <laughs> and for years people were like, this team is terrible. Like, you I know, just, it could have went the wrong I way. I just like how you have Eli going into a bodega. I guarantee <laughs> Eli Manning is not walking into— I saw Eli Manning in the Hamptons. He could be. He could go into— I saw <laughs> Eli Manning—dude, I was eating I was eating lunch with David Sampson, who works for Meadowlark. We're at—we're very stoned. We're eating lunch at like a dockside fancy restaurant in like the Hamptons, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in walks Eli Manning. And Eli Manning is like 6'5", like just tall, confident, perpetually dressed like he's at an Easter <laughs> function. Just like shorts, polo, just like the dude, the confidence that he has in any setting in the new, in the tri-state area. Exactly. That part is real. That's that's what I mean. He can go anywhere now. It doesn't matter what he did the other years of his career. It's like, that was enough. Like, this fan base that has chewed people up and spit them out a million times. Yeah. Are- no, that's, by the way, that's, that's some of the <laughs> shit that I love about New York. Like, the mythology of New York that I do subscribe to. It's like... If you survive the media here and the spotlight here, that shit is real. Like we were talking about like the ways in which attention and spotlight can like <laughs> melt your brain. The yeah. people who have won, who made it to that highest level, Derek Jeter is like fascinating for this reason. Eli <laughs> too, they they escaped unscathed, which is well, the hardest it's like, thing. You it's like we did everything we could to try and break you and you didn't break so now you can be our friend like kind of thing that's how new york operates it's like yeah like of course we were hazing you the whole time like <laughs> but but you passed so now you're now you're the guy you know but it's like yeah that's kind of how i feel like with you know doing something like star wars it's like <laughs> there's a there's well, i a, get the metaphor yeah, now see yeah. now you're bringing it all home it's like you you take that risk it could end up badly, you know. You could end up like I'm trying to think of a New York Giants quarterback who flamed out. Let's. Who was the shittiest? Oh, Joe Pisarczyk. 
the Craig Morton. Scott Bruner. I think the point is being proven. <laughs> we don't even know who these guys are. Correct. Like, uh, Correct. Yeah. Frank we... Filchuk? <sighs> no. You, 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 don't, you, don't, you don't, you don't <laughs> remember Frank Filchuk from 1946? <laughs> he had a 60.2 Q I mean, you, you don't have to go back that far to find a Giants quarterback. I'm... No. Danny Cannell. Let's okay, go Danny Cannell go. from 96-98. That's a, that's a yeah. good one. So I should say that the uh, you identifying with Eli Manning feels a little on the nose. I, I, I am. An, me and Eli are shit, you know, we're like kindred spirits. He's the younger brother, too, you know. He gets what I'm going through. So I texted Donald, and I said that we're going to do, like, a podcast. And he was like, is there anything specific you guys are talking about? And I was like, <laughs> what should I ask him about? Let me know. And Donald said, quote, Ask about the clip art jokes we used to make as kids. <laughs> End quote. I have no idea what the clip art jokes yeah, are. Yeah, man. Donald, Donald likes to be like, we invented memes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we, we invented memes in the 90s, early 2000s, like you guys. Like, we <laughs> What does this mean? There, well, there was a computer like game program called like Spider-Man, like comic book maker which we had on our, like, family computer, which is, like, it had really, like, shitty kind of, like, animation that would just do, like, certain things, like Spider-Man walking weird or... And you could Spider-Man make, cartoon maker. I'm yeah, seeing, comic book maker. Oh, my God. Yeah, photos of a CD-ROM with, yeah, with was, this as the cover art. So we would just make funny stuff with that. You know, we would make little, like, comic book things. It was pretty terrible. There was that. But then what I started doing was, you know, PowerPoint had all the clip art. Oh, right. In it. And so we, I just started doing things where I would find clip art that I thought was funny. And I would just, like, put it there. And it, like, kind of, like, put, like, a blurb or, like, a meme of, like, you know, explaining this out of context, like, clip art. So in a way, like, making memes based off of, like, the shitty stock clip art that you find in PowerPoint. It sounds like you were making New Yorker cartoons. <laughs> Pretty <using> much. <laughs> PowerPoint. This sounds far more highbrow. Can I imagine? <laughs> no, that's what I mean. It was it was ahead of its time. This is me as like a thirteen year old being like, let me let me find these fun, these funny like clip arts and be like, this is this is great. I re one that I remember specifically. There's like a clip art of like an umpire in between two people. It was like a black, it, cause it's like, you know, it's like corporate stuff. So it's like one guy in like a tie and another guy in a tie. And it's like a real umpire, like in between them. And because it's like clip art too, like one guy's black and one guy's white. So I just remember I, I had that clip and I just put underneath like, hey guys, save that racism for the game. <laughs> <laughs> just the umpire trying to keep them apart. <laughs> But just like, yeah, stupid stuff like that to make each other laugh. We we probably did. We probably had like 80 of these things that we we would just go at different times. You like, and Donald had a uh, a hard drive. Full of. Mostly, based on hard drive sizes back then, mostly full of it was clip art 90% clip art memes that we made. So, yeah, that was that's how we changed the world. Once Bill Gates got a hold of it, it was out there. <laughs> But wait, 
you and Donald at that age, like, making each other laugh, yeah. to what extent were other people laughing? I mean, my <laughs> a lot of people. I mean, my family in general, it was like, it was pretty funny. My sister is also funny. My sister, Brienne, she would make clip art. She joined in with us doing that, too. So a lot of it was always just, like, making each other laugh. You know, uh, my dad was also, like, a silly guy, like, loved to laugh. And I, I remember we had a—Donald uh, had a talk boy. If This is, oh, this is really like going back. Yeah, style. like the Home Alone talk Voice boy. Recorder. Yeah, and, like, we would, like, just make, like, fake <laughs> commercials and, like, fake stuff on that, you know. So it was, it was always just, like— you know, we <laughs> like not to like be like we never had much, you know. But it's like no, it's like if we like <laughs> as kids, I think our imagination was really good because we could just take something as shitty as that Spider-Man comic book maker, which I think my dad bought like <laughs> secondhand for like. Ten bucks or so. It was like your terrible. dad. Your dad bought a ripped version, a bootleg <laughs> exactly. Spider Man cartoon. It was, it was already terrible. on a burned CDR. I'm sure it was like on sale <laughs> for like five bucks. I'm sure somebody had already bought it and was like, "This is terrible," and like returned it. That stuff would be. You could like sell all of those as NFTs now. <laughs> you guys got to find that hard drive. Like two years ago would have been the I know, actually, time. yeah, right now, no no one. Yeah, like it, $7 million. Then, dollars. <laughs> They'd have, like, the arena in, like, L.A. is named, like, the Spider-Man comic book <laughs> maker arena. There's a shot of it being airlifted <laughs> off. Like, they had to rename, they had to unrename the Staples Center. Spider-Man. That's going to be funny to look back at in a couple of years. People are going to be like, the crypto sin, what is that? It's like an old man explaining like, well, Jimmy, there were these bored apes. And uh, (laughs) in that way, you did foresee, I mean, if that is clip art, fundamentally. It is. You know, they should have put something funny underneath these bored apes. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. (laughs) <laughs> they took themselves too seriously. That was the problem. They should have been memeing themselves. So, wait. So, just give me a sense of you. So, what year is this roughly? I want to place myself in this timeline. Oh, man. It was probably like 2000, 1999, maybe. Like, right around there. Were you guys, were you and Donald on AOL? I didn't. What was have your AOL. ISP? What 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 is? To what extent are you guys of the internet? Man, I it, it's funny. I remember we went over to a friend of my dad's house, and like he was like, he, like we came in there, and I remember he was like, I got like the internet, I got like the computer, and like I remember Donald was super excited. Donald was like, what? Like he like ran over there. He's like, what? and I didn't really know what it was. I was like, yeah, and I like went over. To- and I'm like looking. His big, big Eli Manning face wandering like, over there. <laughs> and I'm like looking. I'm like, so what is this? And he's like, you know, you could like go on. You go like to all these different things. I'm like, so I'm a kid. I'm like, go to Nickelodeon.com. Let's, okay, like, let me see that. 
It's like you pulled it up. It was like so early that you would go there and it would be like under construction. It's like a picture of like a one Nicktoon cartoon, like Chucky from the Rugrats, like shrugging, like 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 <laughs> like literal clip art of like those orange construction cones on either yeah, side, exactly. like a web counter, like they at the had, bottom. Yeah, it's like you're, you're first enough for six hundred twenty-eight <laughs> to come here. It's like disappointed, like you shouldn't be. Like soon, one day we'll have. Of the, and I remember we went to a couple of like sites and they were all like that. They were all like under construction, like, you know what? And I was like, I don't f-ing get this. And I remember like, like a year later, a couple months later, like my dad was like, he got a computer and he was like, yeah, you you all need email addresses. You guys got to have like email. I had, <laughs> what were we using? We were using like Juno. Oh, I don't God. even know what people That's, even... <laughs> I mean, all you needed to do to express your poverty was say I was... <laughs> I was exactly. Steve Glover at Juno.com. Somewhere out there, there's a Juno account racking up, like, Nicktoons, like, <laughs> newsletter. <laughs> I appreciate my dad, about my dad, like, his enthusiasm for, like, new technology. He was always, oh, like, on the cusp. He was, like, like he was in excited about the internet. He's like, we got to, like, have a computer. Yes, my dad know? is the same way. Yeah, you know? My dad brought us a joystick before we knew what it was. You know, like, my dad, like, was somebody um, who loved a sharper image catalog. <laughs> or so it seemed in retrospect. Just, like, devices and stuff. Here's another, here's another deep cut. There was a video game called Monster Rancher. Yes! Yes. Yes. So Monster Rancher was a great game where you raised a monster, <laughs> kind of like Pokemon. But the cool thing about it was, like, these monsters are, like, trapped on disc. Disc stones was, like, the thing. So you could find any disc, put it into the PlayStation, and it will create you a random, like, monster, like, based on the data on this disc. So yes. because my dad had hundreds and hundreds of CDs, <laughs> I, it was like the greatest game ever, you know? And like, they're like super rare ones that you could only get from certain discs. And he would like, it's like this in Living Color CD, you could get this cool monster. I'm like, my dad has this CD. Like, <laughs> Wait. <laughs> so I should say that uh, my memory of Monster Rancher ends at there was a thing called Monster Rancher. <laughs> And the idea that there would be specific there would be specific CDs that resulted in like triggering unlocking yes a special monster mm-hmm. exactly and you're saying that literally the programmers of Monster Rancher were like if you have this CD yes you will get this special edition like limited Kenny G monster <laughs> well he wouldn't like look like Kenny G <laughs> or anything but it might be the monster might be called something you know. Winking at Kenny G, like a, I don't know, like a jazz, jazzosaur. I don't know, but it'd be like <laughs> this is an incredible special. Game. It'd be like a special, like one of like you couldn't get it on any like by using any other disc. Like sometimes you could use two like CDs and you'd get the same monster. <laughs> You're saying you would get like a David Allen Greer monster after <laughs> plugging in like your In Living Color CD. <laughs> See, this is this is also taking it back. In Living Color, like Living Color, there's a rock, there's a black rock band called Living Color, and then there's the show In Living Color. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> See this is. I should, I should, I should now reflect on why I thought In Living Color would have a that, CD. There's like the soundtrack to like this, <laughs> the original soundtrack to Living Color. It's like. 
<laughs> Jim Carrey doing songs. But you know what's funny is back then, that's how it used to be. My dad had the the original Batman soundtrack that Prince did. He had oh, he actually wow. had like three Batman soundtracks. <laughs> Needless a say, lot of great music came from Batman soundtracks. Very true. You know, Kiss from a Rose. Oh my God. I mean, the Batman yeah. Forever soundtrack is an all-time classic. Man, there's a, I remember there was a song, Method Man does a song about the Riddler. <laughs> I think he raps from the perspective of the Riddler. Wait. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to play some of this. Hold on. Oh, Hold my on. goodness. <laughs> I'm in my hideout in the back of the head. Of the head. I crack a ball and a quarter by the mill. Cody Penn and Johnny blazing Bobby Stills. We was blazing hot wigs. So at this point, we should point out that the music video is interlaced with like almost like strobe like <laughs> clips of Jim Carrey becoming the Riddler in Batman Forever. <laughs> it's, it's like the least hip hop thing you could say. <laughs> <laughs> and weirdly also bring us back to In Living Color. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's connected. Everything is connected to Jim Carrey. This is uh This is incredible. Yeah. I my dad How many views CD. do you think this video? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going to say 700. It has 13,000. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's this is surprising. the official music video. It has 13,000. <laughs> We're going to chart the success of this episode based on how many views this gets after I wanna, this comes out. I want to I want to come back to that video like in like 2 weeks and just see people like in the comments like came here cuz of Pablo. <laughs> Only here. <laughs> came here because Steve referenced his dad's <laughs> CD collection. If you told me, Steve, <laughs> that this podcast would end in us playing the uh, music video for The Riddler by Method Man, <laughs> I would have said, yeah, it's about right. I wouldn't have guessed it, but I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> um, I look forward to being cast as a character in your uh, Lando movie. You can be one of the senators. You could be a space senator. You guys got that? That's a legally binding. I'm turning to our producer. That's a legally binding contract. I'm sure Lucasfilms is already canceling our contract. They're like, you weren't supposed to say. You're already making promises to people. Like You're casting people? <laughs> uh, the WGA is going to come down on me pretty hard, too. So it's, it's uh, this may not happen. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, Steve, thank you for uh, thank you for getting in trouble with me. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. Anytime, man. Anytime, a good excuse to come to New York. Okay, so I'm sitting down at my computer and reflecting on what I found out today. And I knew this, but I should just reiterate it. I love Steve. I think he's just brilliant. One of the most brilliant writers in entertainment in general. I'm definitely going to demand to have Steve in our regular rotation here as a friend of Pablo Torre finds out. Because today, 
Specifically, what I found out is so clear to me. If you have a friend who's making a secret Star Wars movie, you can just invite him onto your show and shamelessly pressure him until he finally agrees to make you a galactic senator. This has been Pablo Torre Finds Out, a Metal Arc Media production. And I'll talk to you next time.